Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The first thing I want to talk about is, in relation to COVID-19, should workers be entitled to six weeks paid leave? All workers will have a right to six weeks paid uh, sick leave due to the COVID-19 crisis under new proposals being put forward by the Labour Party. Leader Alan Kelly appealed to the government to adopt a plan arguing it would protect workers and society from the deadly virus. And the proposed legislation also gives parents the right to paid leave if their child is forced to stay home uh, from school. For example, if a kid in the class or a couple of kids, we need to get a strategy on that too because yesterday, as you know, a classroom was sent home because one child tested positive and they know it wasn't positive from the school. Obviously, got it outside from his family or some, some, other, some other environment. In the UK, they wait till there's at least three cases before they start sending people home. We need to get a plan together so we don't go into a panic every time a child gets it because that's going to happen. The National Public Health Emergency Team has previously recommended that measures should be put in place to ensure workers are not deterred from taking sick days if they suspect they have COVID-19 due to the fears they would lose out financially, which is kind of logical. I mean, people are going to go around with coughs and colds and kind of hide them amongst their friends because they don't want to lose the money, particularly, you know, if you're in a situation where you owe money. And Mr. Kelly said Labour's uh, bill deals with such concerns under the legislation. Workers will be entitled to six weeks sick pay at the same rate as annual leave. So it won't be just like sick pay. It'll be at the same rate as your annual leave or your annual pay. Now, after six weeks, uh, they would move on to illness benefit and employers would have to pay the first six days of the sick pay themselves in its entirety. But after that, the employer would be able to claim any money back from the state or the illness uh, benefit back from the state due to the worker. Their Labour's employment spokesperson. Uh, Senator Maria Sherlock said six weeks would still be less than other European countries like France and the Netherlands where workers are entitled to sick pay for 250 days and the UK where it's just under 200 days and of course if you're working in the civil service or the public sector you automatically have a right to sick pay I'm not going to go through all the different ones but if you work in the private sector you're not entitled to it in general you have no legal right in this country in the private sector to be paid while you're out sick Uh, you obviously get you know, sick pay from the state after three or four days, but it's not your wages. However, employers can decide their own policy on sick leave currently at the moment, but this, of course, would enshrine it in stone, whereby they would have to pay you uh, for that period, for the first seven days, and after that, the state would have to pay you. So joining me in the line is the Labour Senator, Maria Sherlock, and I want to know what you think. Do you believe this is a good idea to pay people, or is this just going too far? Uh, okay, uh, on, the, on the line, as I said already, is Labour Senator, should I say, uh, Maria Sherlock. Good afternoon to you, Maria. Good afternoon. Uh, look, you know, I've got to say, it's a good idea because it does away with the idea of somebody, say, in a meat factory, which we've seen a lot of lately, who might be on a low pay, who might be pinned to the collar, not going to work, or going to work while they're sick for the fear of losing money. So I can see the benefits to it, you know, to not spreading the virus. But can you see it being taken advantage of? Well, I think the first thing to say is that we're almost six six months on since the first case of COVID-19 in this country. And if this crisis has taught us anything, it's about the need to value each and every worker in this country. In fact, you know, I think there's been a consensus that we need to better value workers in this country. And nowhere is that more important than when a worker falls ill or is forced to isolate because uh, of the possible risk of, 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 of COVID-19. Yet we understand that a minority of private sector workers in this country have access to paid sick leave from the first day of falling ill. And you spoke there about the red meat sector, and we know that the level of access to sick pay in, in, in that sector is as low as 10%. I know from 
the SIP2 trade union, the big start campaign with, with childcare workers, their survey over 3,000 workers there suggested that just 16% of childcare workers have access to to uh, mm. uh, pay. Well, it's kind of on a, I mean, when, when you look at the private sector, it's kind of very ad hoc basis, isn't it? It depends on how much the employer values your service, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Or if you're somebody who takes a lot of sick time, they might stop paying you. So it is quite ad hoc. I well, mean, well, that's it. It's at the mercy of the employer. So I think the, 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 the key issue here is that, particularly in the context of COVID, um, we, we need workers to do the right thing if they develop uh, uh, symptoms of COVID-19. So if somebody uh, develops uh, a high temperature or a sore throat or, 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 or another COVID symptom, um, you know, they, we, we cannot have them out of pocket if they make the decision to absent themselves from work. And if somebody who is on an average weekly wage uh, is struggling to make ends meet, or just about making ends meet, well, they're going to think twice. Of course, they're going to think twice about whether they're going to absent themselves from work or not. Because the, 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 the key issue is, here in this country, illness benefit only kicks in after uh, six days mm. um, uh, 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 of being out ill. So no pay for the first but, Okay, but what would be, yeah, but Maria, what and, would be the criteria? Sorry, sorry, but what, so the criteria for this is, let's say, you know, now I'm self-employed, so I, I'll talk to you a second about that, about self-employed people, right? But let's say, you know, I come into work as a PAE worker and, you know, the following day I wake up in the morning and I'm, <coughs> I'm coughing and I have a sore throat and I go, jeez, now, normally, you know, in the old days, I would have just struggled on and went to work, right? Okay, but now under this new measure, you're saying I can stay at home, I can go to the doctor, I can have a COVID test, which could take two to three days to come back, Mm -hmm. and I can ring my employer and they have to pay me. Is that the way? And so even if I test negative, what happens? So so just to explain, our bill provides that on the first day of falling ill, right? And and bear in mind that like, if you have a high temperature or if you're coughing, you know, quite seriously, then, you know, that, like I suppose that's the definition of illness, how serious it is is another matter because they obviously don't know if it's COVID or not. Yeah, um, of course. But, 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 but the majority it, of the time it's probably not, by the way. I, can we, probably, yeah. I, oh, and, and of course, that's yeah. exactly it. But I suppose particularly now, of course, there's the risk that, you know, you may have it because, but, 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 the, but the key point is that on day one of falling ill, that, your access, that, that you have access to paid sick leave. And of course, bear in mind, and we all know this, that sometimes when somebody does fall ill, that actually taking the time out then actually means that they're going to recover far faster than if they struggle through for a few weeks and then it ends up being much more serious. But the second key point of our bill is that, so it's access on day one, but the second key point is that it's all employees once they have four weeks of employment. Because at the moment, illness benefit only kicks in um, if you have two years PRSI contributions and you've made contributions in the previous okay. uh, year. Okay. I, I see the point so, of this and I, and, I, and I understand the appeal of it and I understand that it would uh, thankfully rid us of this idea that people are afraid not to go to work in case they don't get paid and they will lose out financially. I see the point of all that. I think six weeks is too long. I mean, nowadays, where they're telling us to isolate for two weeks, which should be plenty, maybe three to give and take, you know, at a margin of error. But I mean, six weeks seems like a lot. And I can also see it being abused and costing the state a fortune. I mean, where were the Labour Party and Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and everybody else when people have been crying out for sick pay or mandatory sick pay for years? I mean, why is COVID suddenly more important? There are people out there, for example, who have cancer. I'm going to speak to one lady actually about 45 minutes and she's been out of work and she gets 203 euro a week. She's not getting her annual pay. So, where, I mean, there are many other illnesses well, well, and diseases which, which are more important. 
Well, you're going to have to ask the dominant government parties why it hasn't been enacted, because it has been an issue for many years. But there's so much other employment rights that we need in this country that that simply haven't been implemented. And I think, you know, there is all the more reason now in the context of COVID to have sick leave. And I would say to you in terms of cost, right, like can an employer afford to have the worker take the risk because they don't want to lose pay to go into work and infect the rest of the workforce. And that's well and that's all well and good for him. Yeah, but that's all that's all well and good for a big employer who has a decent turnover. When you've got a small employer, maybe a shop with four workers or five workers, yes. you know, and and already as we as we know, a lot of retail sectors are now you know pinned to the collar. They're stretched because they're restricted to much business they can do with numbers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's going to be very difficult to say to an employer, well, if somebody you know has a bit of a cough and needs to stay home and isolate, that you have to pay them for the first seven or six days or seven days, whatever it is, on full pay, essentially. That's going to be really difficult. Well, I I think there's two things to say there. So firstly, right, there was a period of time in this country where there was no entitlement to holiday uh, leave, uh, paid holiday leave. There was no entitlement to maternity leave. So if a woman was to turn up and start working in a small workplace, you wouldn't say, oh, you know, she, she shouldn't have entitlement to, to leave if, um, if, 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 if she becomes pregnant. So, this, so, so we see this as an extension of an employment right, a, a very basic employment right for workers in this country. Well, then should it be, acro- well, then should it be across the board, not just for COVID-19? Oh, well, 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 we're talking about this as a permanent measure. Where I suppose the timing of it means that it is particularly necessary in the context of COVID-19. And what is really uh, important to say is that the HSE are talking at the moment about ramping up their testing and tracing, that this is an integral part of keeping the economy, keeping the schools open over the coming months. However, we believe that the system and testing of system, uh, uh, the, the wide scale system of testing and tracing will only be effective if you have a system of pay, sick pay, uh, paid sick leave mm. in this country, because workers need to absent themselves first before presenting themselves further tests, and then of course okay. be traced. Well, okay, okay, well, look, so, public, so, but, but, okay, let me get the public sector and private sector. But, 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 but can I just, yeah. just touch on the, 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 the cost? Because I, I do appreciate. It is a concern, right? And certainly we would be putting forward in our pre-budget submission, and this is a budgetary issue, that uh, the state should put in place support to workers who would find it difficult to pay sick leave. Like, uh, you know, the, the, I don't think there can be any question about that. But we know there are plenty of employers who could afford to pay and are choosing not to pay. And I would argue the red meat industry is certainly a good example of that. And of course, we know that there are other employers who have sick leave provisions as part of their contract of employment. So we just need to be careful that we're... I know, but Maria, will will there be... Okay, I have have three questions for you. Okay, will there be a ceiling level on this? In other words, if I'm earning 60 grand a year, you know, and you're saying, you know, that they will be paid at the rate of annual leave. Annual leave, I would get my two weeks, which would be my average, my salary, based on my salary, for example. Am I entitled to this sick pay based on my annual salary of 60 grand a year, uh, based on what I would get per month or per week? Uh, so okay. is there a ceiling level on this? So, so uh, what we understand uh, from across the private sector, from all the sectors in the private sector, that there is a strong correlation or a link between the higher the, the rate of pay, the greater the probability that you will have a sick pay scheme in your place of work. Now, that's not a, a right, you know, that, but that's not going to be in every workplace, true in every case. But, it, but, 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 but certainly it is a trend that if you're a low-paid worker, 
uh, in very in a, in, a, in, a, in a low paid employment, then the probability is that you don't have access to a sick pay scheme. So, you know, of course, in designing a government scheme, you can have ceilings. You're, and not, you're not answering the question right? I asked yeah, you. No, 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 no. no, no. I, want to, I am answering. I'm saying, of course, you can design a, a government system where there can be ceilings and all that, but it needs to be above where it is at the moment. Because, you know, and I suppose the important thing to add here is, to be fair, the government did introduce an enhanced COVID illness benefit, right? So if I develop COVID in the morning, I can access 350 euros from okay. day one of, of presenting. Okay, okay, but, 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 no, answer, but, okay, no, but answer no, the question. Sorry. Okay, you've given me the stats and I appreciate that. And I understand exactly what you're saying. And yes, you are normally appreciated more if you're on a higher salary and you're valued more because those companies usually have quite a lot of money, right? If they're paying you high money. But but the point is, and I absolutely agree with that statistic that you have there, but if you're earning 60 grand a year and you're being paid roughly, you know, a little over a thousand a week, um, are you telling me for six weeks that the employer will pay me for the first week and the state's going to pay me for the next five weeks and after that, of course, I could go on to illness benefit if I wanted to, right? But the, the state is going to pay me my annual holiday pay, which would be a grand a week for six for five weeks. You... Well, 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 firstly, no. Let's take a step back for a second. No, is, it, no, is that let's... a yes or no? It, no, 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 no it's not a complicated no, no, question. No, 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 it is. No, but, 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 but what I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give you an example here, right? So if I develop... Um, a, a sore throat in the morning, right? That's not COVID related. Yeah, how much are you oh. on? <laughs> no, no, so, sorry. I'm just saying, but if you're on a good no, wage... No, no. But, but, but sorry, for the benefit of your listeners now, right, I'm actually trying to explain this respectfully, okay? Right. If I develop a sore throat in the morning, right, how long is that sore throat going, likely to last for? A matter of days, right? Like, as in, there are very, very few illnesses out there and you bring on any GP onto your programme or any doctor and they will tell you that six weeks is, uh, 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 like, is in, you know, there's very few illnesses that you would be out for six weeks. The reason we chose six weeks is because the WHO tells us that in the case of serious COVID infection... Recovery that time, yes. That, that's six weeks. So that is why we put that in there. Okay, and but, that's but, fine. But, and but, no, by the way, by the way Maria, Maria, I, I completely appreciate that, right? And there are some people who have said the effects can be long-lasting. And I, I understand that. And thankfully, that's only the minority, right? And you're right. The majority of people will be back, ready for work again two and a half weeks later, right? So realistically, I agree with you. But the point is... Are you telling me that if somebody wanted to use this system and say, I genuinely didn't feel well, say, for four or five weeks, that the state is going to pay them their annual leave salary, which in the case of the person earning 60 grand a year would be a thousand quid a week. Is the state going to pay them that much money? It's the employer, not the state. You're not. Well, the, but the employer is paying the first week. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no but, but no, but the employer is paying. The, so the employer is paying its entirety for the first week. Yeah. They're then supplemented. Right, the 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 the, the, gov- the 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 employer will get the illness benefit kicking in after the six days, but the but the employer needs to bring it up to what the and they can the, claim the, it the back. Yes, the employer yeah, can claim exactly, back. Exactly. Right? Okay, but so the, the answer is yes. The, the the state and the employer between the two of them will subvent this this particular amount of money. Okay. Well, now, well okay, the state will well, be doing it anyway. Sorry, no, the state no. is doing it anyway mm, from after that's the that much days. money. You can claim. No, no, no. But sorry, the two hundred and three. We're not talking about an additional cost to the state here for most cases, right? Okay. And it's really clear. It's really, really important okay. to understand that this is the employer, right, who we're asking to pay paid sick leave. The 203 will kick in after the six days the employer can get that then, right? That's not anything over and above what the state is already committed to. They're committed to paying the 203 from day six up to two years, right? And and, and, and the last point to make is, and you made a legitimate point at the start of the conversation, about workplaces 
finding it hard to pay. And yes, there are workplaces trying to get up on their feet at the moment and, 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 and get operating. And we're saying that there needs to be government support for those work. But, 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 but those workplaces, those companies need to put up their hand to government and say, actually, I'm finding it difficult to actually pay well, the, the, the Well, I mean, I know Alan has been talking about this recently as well. And in fairness to him, he is very on the side of the, of the workers and the side of the employers uh, on a regular basis. I've heard him say this. But, you know, we've had this argument the other day. Actually, we talked to Sinn Féin yesterday about, um, obviously, what happened at midnight the night before last, which is in relation to the employer subsidy and how that's changed. That's how we're going to have a massive knock-on effect for employment. But uh, that's a whole other thing, argument. But just finally in relation to it. So we've dealt with everything else. So what about the self-employed? They're always the ones left out in these situations. They're not entitled to sick pay. So are they only going to get €203 euro a week? Yes, they'll only get two hundred and three euros. Is that fair? Now, if they, if they, well, if, well, okay. So the first question. So that's is, that's what, not. So this is. So the whole idea of this is to discourage people from going to work sick, so we we can stop the spread of COVID nineteen. And yeah. I get that. But now we have how many self-employed people in this country? Two hundred and fifty thousand sole traders in this country. Whatever it happens to be, they're all but, going to go to work because they can't afford to, to live on yeah, two hundred and three good a week. And, and I'd be the first to accept that something needs to be done for the self-employed. The, the purpose of our bill is just to look at employees. And even from this conversation, you know, I'm picking up on the resistance to introducing for employees. So you can imagine trying to introduce something for, for the self-employed because, like, who's going to be paying? It's going to be, it's going to be the state. Like, we're talking here about employers shouldering the cost. Yeah, but if we're doing, it, case, if we're doing it for a purpose, and, the, and, and I get the purpose, yeah. so we're doing this for a purpose to stop, and particularly when we look back at the meat factories and those people who would have been on low pay, uh, and those people already pinned to the collar that they went to work sick because they couldn't afford to lose their money. I get the principle behind it. But if the principle going forward and the strategy by the state is to try and reduce the number of cases, stop people going to work sick and spreading the virus, well, then we have to apply that to everybody. And if a large percentage of the population are self-employed, which they are, we, we can't just leave them out and ignore that they exist. No, absolutely. And the enhan- I, 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 I don't disagree with you for a moment. And, and I think there should be a package in, 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 in the budget that will, that, that will provide for those persons. But I suppose, you know, we, we, we do need to put in, in context here, right? Like, as in, if you are self-employed, okay, and we know that the vast majority of self-employed persons actually earn very little in this country. Yeah. Um, and, and so the question is, right, like, if somebody decides that they want to become self-employed, right, now, sometimes it's because they just want to be their own boss, other times it's because they weren't able to get a job anywhere else, right? But the, but the key issue is, right, that they're in control of their own income and if they do fall ill right then yeah there, there is an issue there that they like is in you know what support the state is going to pay but then we need to look at the PRSI that they are paying into the social insurance fund so that if there's going to be an increase in state benefits and this is the you know PRSI is, is something that we all pay whether we're employee or self-employed but if self-employed persons want an additional benefit from the state then we're going to have to look at an increase well, in I don't PSI. think the self-employed would mind an extra couple of percent in PRSI yeah, if, well, if they were entitled to everything that well, you know public well, sector well, and private well, sector well, were entitled well, to well, well let, let me tell you one thing now right I sat on the advisory group of tax and social welfare a number of years ago to the department of social protection and this issue was a really big issue with regards to self-employed persons wanting uh, access to uh, I suppose not just job seekers allowance but job seekers yeah, benefit workers rights yes and then and, and, and and then we, we put out a survey asking self-employed persons what do they want? Would they be prepared to make an additional contribution? And to be honest, it was very much a mixed message came back. In fact, the, the, the response level was incredible. Okay, but we are, so okay, I know, but finally, I, know, say, I have to wrap it up, but we are at a time of crisis, Maria. And, oh, you know, no, 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 
so I, listen, what I'm saying is, I agree with you, right? I think something does need to be done for the self-employed, but we need to look then at the rate of contribution of PRSI, because if there's going to be a greater benefit from the state, then, you know, and, 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 and I suppose that's, that, that's a normal time. Certainly in COVID times, I think there is a strong argument to say that there does need to be a suite of measures put in place to support all workers, whether you're an employee or self-employed. Our bill just looks at employees because, look, you know, nothing has been done in the sick pay space for a long period of time. So our starting point is to look at employees. But you're, there's no doubt something that does need to okay. be done. Okay, and, and just finally, just to mention as well, because I haven't mentioned it yet, um, this also would apply to mothers or fathers who have a child in school and maybe like yesterday, for example, a kid tests positive and the child is sent home and the parent has to take time off work. This would apply to them as well. So, well, well this, is, this, is a disti- this is a separate part of the bill that we put forward yesterday. And this is a temporary measure just for, 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 for the pandemic. So we know that, you know, myself included, our children have gone back to school this week. Uh, parents up and down the country asking themselves, how long are kids going to be back in the classroom? Mm-hmm. And what will happen if a classroom does need to... Um, to, to, to self But well, we don't seem to have a strategy on that one, Maria, because no, yesterday no. we had a Dublin school sending everybody, well, sending the class home because a kid tested positive. Whereas yeah. in the UK, what, what's, what's the rule in the UK now that there has to be three children in the class within a space yeah. of 14 days? And, 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 and there's no doubt there is confusion. I think to be fair, uh, and, and we need to be fair as well. The Department of Education said they're going to take by case by case, uh, take it on a case well, by case. I, I believe if in my ear, I've just been told there's a second school now has just closed. Okay. Has okay. Just so kids so this is going to be a real test now for the Department of Education and for the government as a whole as to what, how to respond. And I suppose certainly what we're saying is at the moment, in leg- on the statute books, parents are entitled to three days force majeure leave. Um, either uh, in, the, in the event of an illness or an, an injury to a child where the, the parent has to stay at home to look after the child. Uh, and, and what we're saying is that needs to be extended for the duration that a child is either out of school or out of an early year service. Because okay. Okay. the reality okay. for working mothers, right, for working mothers, uh, we, we know anecdotally for many years now when their child becomes ill, they either end up taking sick leave themselves, they take unpaid leave or they take holiday leave or something else. Or are they trying to juggle with their job to look after the child? And we need to do better than that. Okay, well, listen, I, I have to wrap it up. But listen, I think the principle of the idea is good. I think it may be gamed a little bit, to be honest with you. And I'd have to see the, the, the full thing when it's all being laid out on the table. Uh, but I certainly think, believe the principle of it is good. And yes, you're right. It's about time uh, that we gave workers more rights when it came to sick pay, etc., particularly those in the private sector. But I still think we have to deal with the self-employed a little bit more. Thank you very much indeed, uh, right, Labour Senator Maria Sherlock, a spokesperson for employment. Now, let me know if you think it's a good idea. So essentially, it's up to six weeks. All workers would have the right uh, to six weeks paid leave due to the COVID-19 crisis. Um, Now, you know, it it is basically for COVID-19 to stop the spread of COVID-19. But Marie did say that they would like to see that extended on, you know, going forward, because in the UK and other countries around the world, they have better sick leave than we have or legislation. Uh, It would give parents, opposed legislation also gives parents the right to paid leave if their child is forced to stay at home. The argument is that it's going to be abused. That's the argument, isn't it? That it's going to be gamed. It's going to be abused. Uh, I'm sick. Uh, my kid is sick. I have to stay home for six weeks. And your boss doesn't only have to pay you sick pay, but he has to pay you the full annual leave pay. Now, if they can claim that back after seven days, they can claim back 
the, the, that from the state. Uh, they, the first week, the employer will have to pay it themselves. Maybe you're an employer listening today and you're saying, how the hell am I going to afford this? You know, because you're going to have every Tom, Dick and Harry claiming they're sick. And I can see that happening. I think there are genuine people who are going to be sick, but there are going to be people who are going to use this and abuse it. Shall we see it? All we have to do is look at the public sector and the private sector and the amount of days that are taken off sick. When you're entitled to a pay while you're sick, you will take more time off. When you're not entitled to it, you'll carry on through. Isn't that always the way it's been? Mary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. Good, Mary. I understand the principle behind this and why they want to do mm-hmm. it, but I just think it'll cost the state a fortune and I think it'll be abused. Of course, everything is abused. It's the way that it's going to be rolled out. Mm. I mean, we're, we're lacking in this country, unfortunately, with a lot of honesty. Um, we're, uh, from the top down. The, there's, there's no, no leadership, really, is there? No, there isn't. But even if you were just honest, it would be more than enough. But there's no honesty, so there can't be any leadership. But the thing about it is, um, within organisations, people just assume you have six or eight days, depending on how long you've been in the organisation, sick pay. But it's not as clear as that. So when you're going for a job and you're going for an interview and they say, well, there's X amount of sick, sick pay as well, and they're highlighting all the benefits that you can have if you take the job. But in actual fact, when you read the contract, the sick days in most organisations are discretional. Well, that's right. There's, there's, no, there's no legal obligation for an employer no. in the private sector to pay. In no. the public sector, they do get sick pay, by the way. Yeah, but, they but, do. But not in the private sector. No legal not obligation. In the private. It's discretion. And a lot of people don't realize that when they're taking on a job. And if there's a lot of personality conflicts within an organization, you will end up getting no sick pay. So the likelihood of this being rolled out honestly and without the word discretion used in the contract is, is quite remote. Mm. Um, People are not going to get it on face value. But, but I, I tried desperately to, to get an answer. I don't know whether you listened to Marie there a few minutes ago, but yeah. I, t- I tried desperately to get an answer. If, if I'm, say, earning 60 grand a year, yeah. and I go out, and they're saying that the employer for would have to pay for the first week, obviously, and after that mm. they can claim it back from the state, but they have to pay you the annual, your annual holiday pay, which would be your full amount of wages, right? So yeah. is, is the state going to be dishing out? Like if somebody decides to take five weeks off and game the system a little bit and say, oh, I'm still not feeling right to come back yet, and they get a letter from the doctor, is the state going to be paying for six weeks a thousand euro a week to somebody who's sick I don't I don't see how that's even viable I don't see it happening but then again they've made bigger mistakes haven't they I mean nobody thought you'd get 5,700 euro for a bed in a, a private hospital but I mean they, they, <laughs> they make a lot of mistakes I mean I was in hospital recently and I had an argument with a nurse they wanted me out and I had a huge operation uh, within the second day and I said I wasn't going because the professor said I wasn't supposed to go and they intimidated me. And in the end, I said, listen, you can transfer me to one of those 5,700 beds that's lying there vacant. And that yep. will be fine for me because I didn't cause this problem. So it's like that they make huge mistakes and errors. It's the devil's in the detail. That's the problem with everything. Um, do you, be, do you believe that people should get full, like, you know, within reason, if they're sick? Do you believe people should get full pay? Because not I'm not just. But, but see, here's my problem with this, right? we're kind of discriminating against people with other very serious illnesses because yeah. there are people out there and I'm going to be talking to somebody in about 15 minutes time who unfortunately yeah. has cancer and yeah, she's I on 203 and she's on 203 euro a week I've got a 31 year old with cancer who's gone out to teach because she won't be given a waiver see that's incredible and yet she's because because it has the title COVID-19 you get full pay yeah. no no you see you, you've got to stick to what sick pay is this is the sick pay. This is the national race. If you start deviating from that, you're creating all sorts of loopholes. 
You're either getting sick pay or you're getting your salary. Which is it? Well, it's it bo- according to this, it's both really, isn't it? Well, it can't be. Because, because it would, that way, well, it's unaffordable. It's unaffordable for an well, employer. Well, it is. But, but what about all the other people that are on sick pay? Aren't they entitled to the same then? Absolutely. And by the way, if every company was a big employer, you know, you like like the yeah. big tech companies in this country who could absorb those kind of costs, it wouldn't be an issue. But no. most companies and most businesses in this country, 85% of them, in fact, are small businesses. Um, yeah. So they've only got two or three or four or five employees. And, you know, if somebody goes out sick and they have to pay them a full wage and then get someone in to replace them, it's just not affordable. But it's not, it's not practical because if you're getting somebody that's working on the cold face and they're, they're, they have a job that's facing the public head on and um, public aren't very, very nice these days. They, they're not nice people out there. And you just don't feel like going in because you don't want to face their abuse uh, any mm. longer. And you just don't go in. Uh, according to that, you're going to get sick pay. But surely you're going to have to have some kind of a test or proof. You would imagine so, wouldn't you? It, he- it does seem a little bit ad hoc, to be yeah. honest with you. Well, it's got to be the bottom line. You're either off sick with COVID or you're not. Yeah. You don't qualify if you're not. Okay, well, stay there for a second because, Joe, you're on Classic Hits. Joe, how are you doing? How you doing? Ma- Mary doesn't believe this is a runner at all, and I kind of tend to agree with her, Joe. Oh, I'd agree 100% with her. Um, it's just, it's impossible. It would be abused. There's no two ways, there's no point well, in Well, not, not if you're tested. Not if you're tested. No, if you're tested but, and you're positive. Well, if you're tested, if you're tested, like, where do you draw the line in that as well? You might get a yeah. result for three days, four days, um, someone has a sniffle or whatever, or a sore throat. Well, like, sniffles not COVID. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, but we've all got situations. We woke up one morning, a bit of a sore throat. You're kind of going to yourself, oh, am I sick? You know, have I got COVID? Yeah. So do you yeah. really have to go? Like, we have to use our own bit of logic and know that there's something wrong here. This isn't right at all. Do you know what I mean? You can't just, um, oh, I have a sore throat. Oh, I have to get checked for COVID. But if you, if you I, mean, I, I mean, the first thing, when I read this this morning, the first thing I did was the office door was open. The boss, Andy Bad News, is in there. And I said, Jesus, Andy, oh. I think I have the COVID of a bit of a cough here. I'm taking yeah, six no. weeks off. And he says, you are in your arse. People are looking at them and saying, do you have COVID, you know, unclean or whatever the story is? You're going to go seriously. It's just beyond a joke now at this stage. But no, like, small. the problem here is a small employer, maybe three or four employees, he's there working a business, he's keeping them in a job, he's making just about. himself. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, they, one of them goes out with, uh, and abuses this system. Let's just say, and take for granted. But you can't abuse it if you're tested. Well, we, well, yeah, we have to get the results back for that. Yeah, but, but I mean, you've also got the other aspect of it, Mary, that, that we talked about a second ago. If you have a son or daughter in primary school or secondary school and they're sent home from school, which seems to be happening on a regular basis now over the last two days, uh, um, the, the mum or the dad has the right to take off time off work on full, pay, well, a full annual holiday pay to go home and be with the child even though the child is not even sick. They just happened to be in a class where somebody was sick. I mean, how far, this, this is going, this is rabbit hole yeah, material. That's, that's where I said the detail. The detail is the problem, right? Uh, Caroline told me yesterday when she came home, she, they were told that if a classroom has to go home, uh, they're only going to um, test the pod in the classroom. Excuse me? Why don't you test all the cl- classrooms? I mean, if you test them all, you can't just send them home with a question mark. Over because, you know head. why they don't want to test them all? Because there's a strong possibility that there are others in the class with it. They're perfectly safe. They're perfectly fine. They're under the age of 19. There's no mortality or little or no mortality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're perfect. And, and if you, and it, but, you know, I know the argument is that they can spread it. 
Yeah, but, but again, the evidence on that is quite weak as well. So the whole point of it is, the more testing they do of young children, the more they're probably going to find positive tests. This is going to scare the living bejesus out of people. Maybe that's why they're saying we just do the pot. But yet the rest of the children, in the, the rest of the teachers and the other staff are not fine. They're not safe. And to tell you the absolute truth, they haven't even brought in extra cleaning. There was no deep cleaning done. Okay, well, that, well, that, well, look, I don't want to get into that. That's a whole other topic. But getting back to this, Joe, you don't believe this is workable. And, and we are leaving out sections of society. If you really wanted to bring it in, we're leaving out the self-employed, which make up a yeah. large number of people in 100%. this country. Yeah. I, like, I, if you think about it, Niall, if, as I was just going to say, like, if you had four employees, and let's just say someone goes out sick, and you have to pay them full pay, and then and the second person goes out, do you know what I mean? They're all working side by side as well. So if... It, the potential is that your whole workforce could be wiped out. Well, that's, you know, well, well actually, you've got, he's got a really good point because in a workplace, if somebody tests positive, aren't the rest of the staff supposed to isolate until they get a test? You'd be paying them all full pay. Well, and then if they all do have it, okay, that's one thing. But that means you're out of business. Um, do you know, it's, it's the, no, I mean, Mary, I, I'm, I'm seeing what you're saying too and I see the exceptions you're making in relation to testing and everything else. But we're going down, this is going down rabbit holes for something. Now, let's be clear, uh, and I'm not minimising the danger of yeah. COVID-19 to vulnerable groups because it is dangerous to vulnerable groups just like any other virus, right? Mm. But we, you know, if we go back to March, we were all terrified, of course, because the WHO were putting out figures of 5% mortality. We now know the mortality is nowhere close to that. And mm. thankfully, sure, nobody's died in nearly 10 days now. Um, yeah. th- the cases are up because we've tested a record number of people. We've tested 61,000 people, over the, over 61,000 people over the last seven days. So that's why we're finding more cases. Thankfully, all those people, most of them are under the age of 45. Uh, a lot of them are asymptomatic, so are at very little risk. Hospital numbers are still low. ICU numbers are very low. So at the moment, there isn't a huge danger in society. And yet we're treating this like it's the black plague when it comes to employment. This should be being suggested in March, not now. Because, the, 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 because that's when it was um, the most dangerous. It seems to have evolved. The virus seems to have evolved and changed. And, you know, our reaction to it is different. And there is less around or mm. less danger around. So this is not the time to be suggesting. It should have been back then when we should have had a lockdown immediately. Well, unfortunately, we didn't protect the vulnerable groups at that stage. I think that that's going to go down in history and there certainly will be a full investigation into that in years to come as to why we didn't protect those who were most vulnerable. Listen, I have to go into a break. I'm sorry, Joe, and I'm sorry, Mary, to cut you all a little bit short. This proposed payment is universal basic income through a back door. When everyone is in receipt of the payment uh, from the government, they will be easier to control. They already tried to cut off the PUP to anyone who travelled abroad. Hi, Niall, I'm self-employed. I can't afford to pay myself so I can pay, uh, so I can pay my staff. I have a transport company, so if I lose a driver uh, to be to being sick, uh, I've got to get another driver. So I'm paying two wages and have to pay up uh, straight up and try and claim it back. Well, you won't have to, you won't be able to claim it all back, but you claim some of it back, obviously. Uh, well, most of it, I imagine. It's very complicated. I'm not even. I, I've tried to listen there for half an hour, but it seems overly complicated. But anyway, yes, it'll put you in a really bad situation, and you, as a self-employed person, won't get a bean. Your staff will, but you won't. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.